Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast, trying to make your Sunday evening a bit brighter in this cold, horrible weather we're having in the UK, and uh, also trying to make your Monday morning commutes a bit faster. I know mine are really boring, slow, sometimes very cold and then really warm on the tube, so hopefully that's been helping you guys out. And Today I've got pretty much a football index veteran he's been with us right from the beginning he was one of the like og football index twitter accounts even though it's not you know an fi twitter account as per se it's barry coles at baz underscore coles if you don't follow him he's he's one of the funnier index index accounts sorry so barry why don't you uh, introduce yourself uh, hi i'm barry um I joined the index in February 2016 and I've pretty much been hooked ever since. I've seen it go through various different phases and I've stuck with it all the way through. Yeah, we, we had a chat before we, we actually started recording and I, I kind of talked about how a lot of the, the, the guests that I've had on beforehand, we've kind of talked about, you know, when we started and then what, like, how much money we've made etc etc and that is the reason that that people have kept on with it because obviously if you're you're not profiting you're probably going to be less likely to stay on the platform but so Barry Barry, why did you talk to me about like why you actually kept with the platform what what kept you believing this this was a good idea and it would you know see you profit in the long term okay so um prior to kind of doing the index I did have a go at um using the plus 500 app, which um, I kind of put in a kind of monthly deposit of about £100. And I kind of did that for about a year and a half. And it ended up, I actually lost all my money. So, um, but I was kind of putting in like what I could afford to lose. So I wasn't, you know, overly devastated. Obviously, I was a bit annoyed because it's like, here's about £1,500 I lost. But and then I'm, I was kind of looking, I thought oh, I won't do that anymore because basically how I approached it, I was very naive. Didn't do enough research really. I didn't really know the stocks I was investing in and stuff. So, and then um, my housemate kind of introduced me to the football index and I thought that sounds brilliant basically because I, um, you know, I kind of follow football very closely anyway. I thought, oh, well, have, uh, you know, I have a bit more success at that. And one of the things that really appealed to me is the fact that you couldn't, it seemed quite hard to lose your kind of investment completely. Mm. For sure. I think that's that's been a draw for so many. I think the, I just want to quickly go back to the point about how you talked about you only, you were only depositing what you could afford to lose. That's so important. Like, a lot of people who are not very risk adverse, potentially like myself, who who ploughed in a lot of money during uni, etc. But I mean, the way I looked at it was I was quite young, didn't really have that many liabilities. And, you know, I don't have a family, of course. Uh, I just thought, what, why not try and risk, you know, a couple thousand pounds with the, the potential to be making 10 times that amount. But again, if you are in a position where you, you actually need this money, to live your daily life it's so important that you're disciplined with your deposits and withdrawals as well i think depositing only what you can afford to lose is literally step one 
in investing in anything or even even gambling and betting if you if you still do that so uh i think that's a that's a very sensible sensible thing to do and and again as you said you were annoyed that you lost that 1500 pounds but in your situation that was what you could afford to lose you were putting that money in with the you know the kind of mentality that this could go down the drain and whereas that's not that likely on the index you could you know buy a player and they break their leg you never know what could happen in football or they could you know piss off to china like um you know the carlos tevises of this world and and that that would be devastating for your investment and uh yeah i I just think that's a really uh prevalent point that that everyone should take on board maybe not you know with the mentality that it will all be lost but with the mentality that you could see red you could see money like you know decrease yeah sure yeah that, i mean i like want to enjoy it as well as making money so i think if i had too much in it it would just be too much of a stress on my life really so <laughs> i just want to kind of do myself a bit of a favor you know have a bit of fun with it obviously there is quite serious money involved but i don't want it to be you know overtaking my life stress-wise really so yeah that's that's very 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 fair i think that's that's for many of us to, to try and keep those stress levels down it's uh it's really important isn't it and we had a little bit of a chat beforehand as well like what what kind of what are your aims in terms of like long so talk to me about what barry coles plans to do with his football index profits in say 2019 um so at the moment i've only since december i've actually started taking out my kind of dividend winnings for the first time because i at since uh, before then i've just been building up my kind of portfolio with the winnings i've never taken anything out oh, so i just right now i'm trying to like pretty much just use the dividends to oh, what well, i'm putting it towards like holiday at the moment hopefully i can get that all paid for before kind of um may that would be my goal that'd be great because then you'll see some kind of you know reward for your effort then and I'll probably just keep on trying to take out the dividends, keeping the portfolio, trying to keep it roughly the same value, if not more, if you know what I mean. But mm. um, yeah, just try and like put the dividends towards something. And then that's just quite a nice thing, you know, to do for it, really. Yeah, that that's lovely. I think um, having having an aim in mind, like if you are going in a bit bigger and you're like okay I, I just want to become wealthy or i just want to become rich i think having that goal gamifying like what you want your profit to actually help you do is is quite important having like goals for for certain months and then having the eventual goal i know lots of people have talked to me about wanting um, to make enough money for a house deposit which is obviously you know life-changing stuff I've spoken about uh you know life-changing amounts of of money in our in in a lot of the past episodes but yeah things like that having those kind of goals whether it be you know a new phone um some christmas presents for your family or you know as you said a holiday i think that's a lot like it makes your life a bit easier on the index because you know where you want to go to and that means that when you do get to that goal you can kind of reevaluate where you are whereas if you just have a lot of money in it and it just keeps on growing and growing at one point you kind of have to be like well what is this money actually going to do for me in terms of my actual life instead of just staying in in the index yeah that's i mean that's a great point really i mean i've 
I was kind of planning to start taking it on a certain when it reached a kind of certain value in my portfolio, and then it actually kind of increased quite a lot more than that. <laughs> so, but now I just find, wow, I've got to just start, you know, getting something out of this. Really, otherwise, sure. uh, you know, otherwise it's just been a bit. It's just numbers on the screen, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, totally true. I think, I think from about august 2017 i started uh withdrawing and, and capping kind of my portfolio just to de-risk myself and kind of uh you know you know vary where my money was in terms of like my actual net worth which which has probably done me a world of good in terms of not only learning how to invest into other things but um you know it's got me researching things like uh, help to buy ISIS for someone my age where, where I just wouldn't have been motivated to do so before because I just wouldn't have had the the amount of money to actually, for, for it to just, you know, impact me at all in, in that kind of sense. But um, I, I think we, let, let's let's talk index properly now. So Alexis Sanchez, I think this this podcast episode will go out in about a week, so we'll, we'll keep this one a bit limited. But talk talk me talk me through Alexis Sanchez, Barry. Yeah, I mean, I've had a bit of a nightmare with him. Um, I put, some some of you might have seen the tweet I put out was, "Oh, thank God I've sold Alexis Sanchez." I'm scared about the um, a Coutinho type kind of drop, massive spread. Um, pretty much two days later, he got linked with United. Shot about two pounds. So. <laughs> would would there be would there have been a massive spread though? Because he was moving wherever he was moving, it looked like he was going to stay into the Premier League. Um, well, and also when I actually sold him, the spreads were massive on the index. Um, the following week, they actually um, sorted them out as well. So this is like a couple of weeks ago. And now the spreads are barely anything compared to you know how they were. So, but I just thought, um, I, I mean, I thought he was going to sign definitely for City. I thought that's a you know, for me that would have been a drop from what his price was then. And um, yeah, and I thought I had the money tied up in him. I was kind of wanted to use it elsewhere as well. So. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people had that attitude, though. A lot of people were of the opinion that he was going to drop if he went to City, and I think just logically less, you know, buzz news, probably more PB potential. But then with Pep's potential, like you know, his habit to rotate, it's you just never know. Again, I've been speaking to Football Index SOTD quite a lot about um, just variables, and they're just so important on the index because you don't know what's going to happen when he actually gets to City. Like, how do you know whether or not he's going to perform better than he was doing at Arsenal? He's 29. I mean, he could have already peaked at like, you know, 27 a season ago at Arsenal. Or just so many things to consider. So um, I think it is really important that when a player does move, if you are holding, you've got kind of two or three decisions. One, you sell before that move. You know, you do the buy the rumor sell the news two you keep and then evaluate you keep a really good eye on how they're actually doing pb wise media wise just kind of maintain an eye on the hype of the whole thing is everyone speaking about it are all the fans talking about this move 
if that's true, then there's going to be a lot of press wanting to write articles about it because they know fans are talking about that player. If loads of Man United players, or sorry, fans are speaking about Alexis Sanchez on Twitter, chances are that a lot of reporters are going to see this kind of hype bubble and write articles about Alexis Sanchez, meaning more media buzz. What, what are your thoughts there, Barry? Well, it's kind of with City, we know historically they're not great media buzz attractors, really. Obviously, at United, huge media buzz potential to probably one, one end of the scale to the other in the Premier League, I'd say. Um, for Alexis Sanchez, I think he'll be absolutely massive news at uh, Man United, and I think he'll get um, you know loads of buzz wins off media. But another thing you've also got to look at if you're thinking for like um, performance buzz when players move to a different club is the kind of competition they've got around them for that um, position, how they're marked on the index. Say for say for Man City, how I thought he was going to join. Um, They've got Aguero, I think Sterling's marked as a forward, Jesus. You know, that's potentially four people in a game. He's up against just four. So that kind of my thinking how it was going to limit his chances. Whereas um, I think uh, Man United, I mean, I think he'll score higher than Lukaku and... I think anyone um, would have scored higher than Lukaku. Yeah, I mean, so that's a, probably quite a positive move performance-wise for him, as well as um, media buzz. But yeah, I, saw, yeah, I, I don't I, think he'd be, I don't think he'd be as good as um, Zlatan. I don't think anyone's going to be as good as him because he just, you know, he's just a kind of media kind of wet dream, isn't he? Really, he <laughs> likes to make his own news. So I don't know though, like. The thing about Zlatan is there was a bit of a period where he didn't really perform very well last season at United. Is is there a chance that if Alexis Sanchez does hit the ground running, we really do have that hype train steaming on? Um, possibly, boss. I think we're kind of like um, you know we're also in the middle of the season as well, and there is going to be some other probably quite big football stories. I think kind of if someone say one of the teams gets quite far in the Champions League, obviously City are dominating at the top. If someone if they maybe drop start dropping some points, it doesn't seem likely, but you know, there could be some other big stories. And then obviously I think I mean I think because Harry Kane as well, the kind of lead up to the World Cup. And if he, you know, carries on scoring like he has been see you know him getting quite a bit of media attention hmm. for sure i think uh yeah that that's one thing that alexis has against him not going to the not going to the world cup so so we'll see how that affects his price leading up to it i mean you'd probably expect a, a slight drop wouldn't you but again you just never know if he becomes this like kind of manchester united like icon then he could, you know, wear some socks or wear some weird socks. Or, or yeah. take it. I mean, the guy was always in the news at Arsenal for like going out with his dogs and stuff. I think don't be surprised if Alexis Sanchez nicks a few buzzes next summer for him, like taking his dogs out to the town, like <laughs> something stupid like that. I mean, journalists yeah, love surprise it. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a strange world, isn't it? In terms of media buzz. I think we'll um we'll, we'll we'll move on to another subject that I think you you wanted to explore before when I asked you what you kind of wanted to talk about because I know you've been on here for forever and you do 
tweet quite a lot about your personal feelings about the index. You wanted to talk about, and in your words, it was overpriced 16-year-olds. So uh, fire ahead. Yeah, I mean, what it, it does absolutely amaze me how high some of these 16-year-olds seem to get when they get released. <laughs> I mean, that um, I'm not quite sure that like people's like decision making when they're actually jumping on them. I mean, most of them have dropped quite considerably, you know, a week afterwards. And I just, I mean, in person, I can't actually understand why you, it's almost like dead money to me because you'd have to wait so long for them to start breaking into the first team. And then there's a good chance, you know, we might not hear about these guys in a, year or so time because so, i mean how many hot prospects have we had in the past that you know that now where are they kind of thing so yeah i think to, to some extent i i agree on the flip side i think okay so what's probably happened and this is just my opinion we've had this president of certain really young players increasing in price exponentially right so we're talking we're talking Marcus Rashford, we're talking Gabriel Jesus. You know, even, you can even chuck Harry Kane in there, he's, he's relatively young. Deli Ali as well was another one that's, that rose quite amazingly. Again, you can you can talk about Lukaku as quite a young player who got a big move, again, moving upwards in price. People, I think, as in existing users, when I speak about others, existing users on the index that saw those massive rises, they're looking for those next players to make that stratospheric jump so i think what's happened you've got a few big users or experienced users who have put some money into those players who could be the next big thing and then when people come onto the index like new users they see these youngsters rising in price and that sets this kind of mindset that okay this guy's young he could do really well he's going to increase in price just because he's young and there's quite a lot of hype about him again when an IPO comes up like a a young prospect and you go on Twitter and you see lots of people talking about this player you can kind of get a good gauge about how much hype there is about them so it's yeah it's it's a strange one but if you do have like 10 of these young players and two of them make that stratospheric leap then it could be worth it because some of these have quite low downside just because a lot of people are quite keen on keeping them for like an extended period of time. Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of see an argument, just how long are you going to have to wait for some of these players to start showing a return and whether, I mean, my decision was would be whether that money could, you know, you put into someone that can start generating returns a lot earlier. I mean, I was I was having a brief look just before at some of the youngsters, and there's that um, Diaz for Man City. Now he looks really good talent, but buying him at say his price now, which is 88p, I mean that's quite an expensive outlay for possibly you know quite a long time to wait to you know see any return. I mean, I had a look at what kind of prices he was. You kind of hit, and it was like exceeding a pound. I mean, if you look at some of the other options, you know, on the index at the moment that actually are generating some quite good returns. 
they some of them are just very expensive these youngsters yeah i i tend to agree the ones that i don't really understand are ones that are not are definitely not going to be getting in the team for for quite a long time as you said yeah. i think that the Phil Foden's uh, and the Man City youngsters, they have so many good youngsters there at Man City that there's going to be some steep competition. So let's let's see what happens there. But I think if I was going to be investing in those kind of players, I'd want the players who are going to actually have some sort of chance of winning performance buzz and players that are actually in and around the first team. So we, we talked about um, Hussein Moir quite a lot on the podcast with, with Peter the league are based journalist and uh he's about i think 19 and he's he's doing quite well for leon that's actually cemented the place you've got um alexandra Iwobi and amz maiden lyles at, at arsenal obviously Iwobi isn't isn't the best of talents <laughs> and obviously still you know marcus ratchford is is incredibly priced at the moment but you know Sometimes these players can break through. You've got Christiansen over at Chelsea, who's who's broken through and looks a real, real good player. Um, at Everton, you've got uh, you know Tom Davis, who's, who's playing quite regularly, and uh, I think lots of people calling on Adamola Lookman to get more more time. So there are those players who are like in and around the first team, not playing for the academy. That's not really what you want, in my opinion. I think if you're going to go for these young players, go for the ones that are you know having an impact on the pitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I say youngsters, I mean ones that aren't even in the first, like remotely in the first team. I mean, I think that um, Sancho for Dortmund's, you know, he's was he seventeen? Yeah, he's seventeen. I think. I mean, he, I mean, he's he's getting he played yesterday, didn't he? So, I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, he's potentially one to look out for because you know he's English and. If he is actually going to get some game time, I can see that then start getting a bit of hype over here. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly who I was thinking of when I actually said you want them to be in and around the first team. He played 90 minutes the other day. I watched a bit of his highlights. He looks a, a real prospect. I mean, whether or not you want to invest at that price, that's a different story. But again, as you said, how long is it before... You know, if he does continue playing there and he does continue playing really well for the next season or maybe two seasons, how long is it before a big club comes calling from England? And obviously, being an English fella, is he going to be able to resist that lure back to the Premier League? So I can see the kind of you know the the thoughts behind that. But um, I, th- I think we'll move on before um, before you, you get too riled up about these overpriced sixteen-year-olds, Barry. <laughs> Um, and, and we'll move on to the little segment where I like to kind of pick out a, a few tweets. I think you've you said you've you've listened before, so you probably would be quite familiar with this. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go for the first one. This is uh, at TCBER and then underscore. And he said, according to the in the nose IDKs, Sanchez is having his eighth medical today at United. <laughs> <laughs> Following the. Five medicals he was having last week and the three he supposedly had the week before. United's medical team is obviously very thorough. <laughs> Hashtag football index. I think that's a, a very underappreciated one. It was at 4am though, so maybe he was, uh, he was he was a bit um, maybe a bit drunk when he wrote that, but very funny. I appreciate that one. Um, probably not much to discuss there, but it is. you only realise how much fake news there there is out there when you actually you know when you're on the index really 
Yeah, I mean, before, you know, I started using the index, I thought, oh, yeah, the pages make up a bit. But, I mean, Twitter's essential if you're an index user. And some of the stories is just ridiculous. And it just goes around like a cycle, doesn't it? It's terrible. It's like the same as, all right, we need a story. Let's churn this one out again. That's got no no new quotes, no new sources. You know, Ronaldo's going to Man United, for example. That's... God. That one is that one is the one that we just see over and over and over and over again. I, I wonder how many of these journalists are going to stop some of these absurd links to, to United for various players when Sanchez actually makes this move. Um, I think we'll still see links. Because, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, it's like the star and the express. They're not exactly very imaginative, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're totally right. So much fake news. Uh, definitely, um, definitely something on the on on the index that you have to be aware of. Like all this, like very unreliable news. We'll, we'll move on. And this is from uh, Gene Jerryin. He's uh, actually someone I, I I know. I've met him before. And uh, he says two of my favourite picks. And this is you know players on the index. He says Kimmich, been named Germany's Player of the Year and has a great future plus PB stats. Don't think anyone can argue that he's a he's a great player. He, he looks an absolutely, you know, stunning replacement for Philip Lahm. And then he said, Cruz, decent PB score despite Madrid's poor form, should improve. And then World Cup, Germany plays similar style to Bayern slash City, equals possession plus passes plus crosses. Hashtag football index. What are your thoughts? Uh, Kimmich, yeah, I've got him and I'm really... Um quite excited to see how he's been moved to a defender, what kind of scores he's going to rack up. He's a really good long-term investment as well, I think, for performance buzz. Yeah, and, he, um, uh, he does look a real real good player, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he looks good as well. And uh, I think he, he, he's got good stats for performance buzz. He's always the best-looking player on the pitch, gets the best scores, but I think he'll do well, I have to say. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, I wasn't quite going down that route. But, um, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, with, with Lewandowski's haircut, probably um, <laughs> he's probably pipped him, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> but cheers, Gene, for, for that one, if, you, if you're listening, mate. Um, and um, on Cruise. Um, oh, yeah, I completely forgot. We, we nearly forgot about Cruise, haven't we? Go on. Yeah, I think, I just think he probably doesn't score enough for me. But I actually do have him in my portfolio and he's at a loss. But I think some of these late kind of Champions League games, if they if Real Madrid progress, then I think there's good possibilities and returns on the performance buzz with the kind of lesser competition, but still um, higher payouts, isn't it? So, yeah, for sure. Possibility there. So, yeah, I think. Um... Cruz, he takes a lot of their set pieces, which is obviously good for his performance well score. But then there is that um, potentially lack of a goal threat, which could let him down on a f on a few occasions. But you know, sometimes um, these players can have uh, streaks of form where they do have a few goals. And, so, uh, and also yeah, on like performance, the great thing with the kind of performance, but now they've doubled the dividends. I mean, we get star player. I still, I think it was Cruz about 180, isn't he? Yeah. So that's still like a really good return, really, if he gets star player on it. Yeah, has got sure. the capability of putting that score in. So, yeah, I mean, it could be that's that's 10 percent return, isn't it? So uh, I, I don't think you could. Humble with that, really. So. Yeah, no, you can't. 
um we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one this this might spark a bit more debate on your end um barry it is a growing number of Football index accounts become total no nobets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll start again. Growing number of football index accounts becoming total nobets only need to read every tenth tweet in stream for it to be some sort of childish playground bickering argument about some bollocks to do with differing opinions. And then he writes in quotes, "Not everyone thinks like you." deal with it and then the you know the rolling eyes emoji and that's from at fpl talk and before we, we go into this one <laughs> i want to read the first comment which was well said full stop it's all about opinions we don't need var for our tweets <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's 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 a nice one i like i like that comment but um yeah talk to me about opinions and how we can kind of come together more of it as a community and not you know not bicker we all want the same thing we all want the index to grow so how do we find some common ground uh, i mean well there's, there's always going to be difference in opinions but it's just i think people need to certain people need to respect each other a bit more but then again it is twitter as well so <laughs> yeah i think um <laughs> it kind of comes with the territory i think but i mean there's a lot there there's certain you know twitter accounts that pretty much just push their own players all the time but for me i think you quickly find out those and just unfollow them really yeah i think i was um one of my first bits of advice to football index new football index users even is okay so you so you followed the big boys you, you know you know the, the guys that have that proven track record but then you want to the ones that you might follow with with the lesser followers they may or may not um have certain agendas i'm not accusing anyone of anything but you want to kind of track their record over maybe like a couple weeks like you yourself you don't actually have that many followers do you but you've been on the index for an extremely long time and you know exactly what you're doing but like like people might not know that just looking at your account so i just say you know look at their account for like a, a few weeks and, and see what they're kind of talking about and see if they're making sense see if they're yeah you know one predicting things correctly and you can't always predict everything correctly and two are their opinions in line with like market cycles or are they kind of saying things like um x player will come back don't worry uh where you will have that you know that there is that that side of things where someone might be at the loss of at a loss on a player and then be saying those kind of things i mean and also there's some there's some really great twitter accounts out there they post up some good like statistics and stuff and those are the ones i think are you know among the best ones to follow because you can use that data which most you know a lot of them are just given out you know, kind of free of charge so it's really like good for the community you can make your own decisions really on what's a good pick i mean i think really you should do your own you know your own research into players as well as not just listening to other people but obviously you can i also sometimes just get ideas from what people have tweeted don't go and have a quick look myself and see whether it's uh you know whether the kind of rumor stacks up to my kind of due diligence. Really, so. I think it's important though, to actually read other people's opinions, because if you do have tunnel vision and you don't let anyone else affect your thinking, then what that means is you have a thesis 
of like this is where the value is on the index if that thesis is wrong and all your money is like correlated in the same way then that means that if that thesis is wrong and it doesn't work out like that and the value wasn't actually there and money is shifting into other areas of the index then you're not going to profit at all whereas if you actually take on board some of these opinions and then say right let me evaluate this opinion then do my research and then see if I can actually, you know, see where they're coming from and and actually see if there is actually value in that opinion. I think it's really important that if you are on the index, follow as many index accounts as you can and get a sense of what people are saying. And that will then help you mold your own like kind of thoughts and thesis on where the value is in the index. That's where you put some of your money, but then you want to kind of like diversify as well, have those, you know, um, players that could return some some performance buzz dividends media buzz dividends we've talked about youngsters picking the right ones that, that could have that stratospheric leak leap is really hard but they may be essential in the modern football index portfolio so it's quite important i think to yeah at the end of the day make the decision yourself but don't be scared of kind of getting into discussions because that's how you learn because if you're like oh well actually i don't think x is value and that player then goes on to do really well you can then look back on that and say well why was i thinking that opinion at that time and how was i proved wrong and then you start molding better opinions and better predictions that's kind of how i learned on the index and i'm still learning really yeah i think that's how everyone learns really bit of kind of trial and error and I mean, one of the issues with the index is changed so much that you've also had to change your own strategies sure. going that, through. So that, it's that, so not worth at the start, no longer worth now. <laughs> exactly. You just, because the platform is evolving, so does your opinion. Your opinion has to evolve and your, your kind of thesis and thoughts of where the value is has to continually evolve. And for example, we're in the transfer window now and when this goes out, we'll be going towards the end of it this is where you can either make a lot of money or your portfolio could take a bit of a hammering. So if you decide to kind of allow your opinion to be changed, sometimes I've seen a lot of people say that they just refuse to get involved in, in the transfer window and fair enough if you're not, but there is some great opportunities there. How have you found the window so far? Um, yeah, I've tried not to, I've jumped on some rumours, but I haven't done that much because um, I just haven't really had the time to monitor some of them because, I mean, some of them can drop so quickly that unless you, you know, being able to have a look at it at the right time, you can potentially miss some quite big drops. But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's definitely value there. I mean, you wouldn't think that Peter Crouch would reach to a quid or whatever he got to the other day so i didn't actually I see think... that i didn't i didn't see that at all like the thing is what what's happened with me is it's like 93p now I mean, I like I think sometimes I've been a bit out of the loop with things. I, I didn't even know um Tony Pulis got sacked. Um I, I just I was watching <laughs> the Chelsea Brighton game before we started recording this and they Brighton had signed Lacardia from from PSV, who seems a promising youngster. Didn't know that had happened. And it's not really time, it's it's it was kind of like lack of observance on my part. Like and what I've think i've had more of a problem with is forgetting that i've got certain players and not like not it being like a lack of time but 
don't know, either being on the loo or being on the bus and kind of like looking through my portfolio and then completely forgetting about a player. Like, oh, crap, I had X player. Like, um, completely forgot about him. And then, you know, sometimes you're surprised and they're in the green heavily and uh, it's, it's happy days. But sometimes you see, you know, minus 10, 15, 20p and you're like, Jesus, Jesus, what do I do there? Yeah, and this like says since like the order performance and the new IPOs and stuff, my portfolio has got quite big, like player wise. So it is getting a lot harder to kind of monitor. It used to be around about twenty odd, but now it's like approaching seventy. So it's getting a bit. I do want to get rid of a couple of them, but it's it's kind of like a lot. A lot of them go in and out. Yeah. Like quite regularly, so it's a bit of fun. Like so, some of them, really, just trying to you know take a little bit of a rise, or it might be good for like the next months. They might have some good games coming up, so I've got them in for performance buzz. See yeah, how it goes, kind of thing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a bit harder to monitor now nowadays. Yeah, I think that's the 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 next step in their roadmap. I'm hoping that they kind of sort that out and and look at how it can be made far easier for football index users to kind of just you know organize their portfolio and and search for players in their portfolio a lot easier that that would be great i know um you know jay and annie have like hundreds of players and i don't know how yeah, they, i don't know how they how they deal with that has <laughs> taken up five minutes to scroll down to the bottom so Jesus. yeah i mean it would be good if they could like put them into like say folders or something so you could kind of have your different you know types of events investments kind of separated out for sure i think that that's a really good idea and uh, and i've seen that float around on twitter quite a few times i'm sure they'll again having faith in the index i'm sure they will resolve the issue and i'm sure it will get um get rectified at some point but but we'll move on to the next week because we're only three in um this one is from at wenger oh not wenger wenger at wenger knows <laughs> And it's my morning routine this week has been like this. Sanchez dividends in, tick. Sanchez leading early morning buzz by 500 points yet, tick. Top up time, tick. And then uh, the, the, you know, the, the crying, laughing face, loving football index, hashtag football index. It's great when you're on the right side of these uh, transfers, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not on him at the moment. <laughs> so, okay, that one to miss. But also quite an important thing to mention I'd say now is no players are central mm. but when it used to be just media you had to get on certain players you want a dividend returns because they were hogging pretty much all the kind of payouts you could get but now you can you can just you know choose not to invest in a player and still make good money elsewhere so I kind of a bit of advice to some people is don't feel pressurized to buy someone just because they're, um, you know, winning quite a lot of buzz. You should, you know, follow your own kind of strategy and don't, don't kind of get swayed just because they're, you know, churning out some buzz at the moment. That That is such an important point that I don't think a lot of people realize. Again, when you're talking about hype, you don't want to buy into the hype. You want to buy pre-hype, right? Sometimes I think, I always say, you know, buy when people are scared and sell when people are getting greedy. I always think that it's best to buy players when absolutely no one is talking about them on Twitter or anywhere on Football Index. Like, when no one is talking about a player and they don't seem as, like, sexy or attractive in terms of investment, 
then that's where sometimes it's the best time to move that money in. So kind of evaluate the index. Think about the players that just aren't getting any love at the moment. Think about the players that just aren't being hyped. Maybe they're off form. Maybe they've had increased competition in their squad and they're not playing as well. How can you kind of leverage no hype behind those players to then you know, create a position for yourself, which is quite or could be quite lucrative because they could explode in price at some point. Yeah, I mean, a good what I've seen some people on Twitter like post kind of contracts that are running out now. That's like possibly a good like way of that. You know, next summer I'm going to get talked about moves to clubs. So um, that's a kind of consider- potential considerations you can have. Yeah, for sure. I think that was a, a tactic that I had for, for last summer. I think probably at this time last year, I had kind of compiled a list on Twitter about, you know, players that had six months to a, to a year left on their contract and also players that, that could move. And uh, I think if I went and found that tweet, a lot of them would have probably returned you quite a lot of good money. So uh, again, very good point by yourself, Barry. So many different ways to make money on the index now. No need to be pressurized into buying anyone. Find the tactic that that suits you. Create a thesis and then you know buy into that, but also hedge yourself against that thesis just in case it goes awry. But we'll move on to the last tweet, and this is probably probably your favorite account, isn't it? Uh, Vaney Index. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, what's he got to say? <laughs> but um. <laughs> Like the most requested guest that I've had for this show is no other than at Vaney Index. So if you are out there, Vaney, and I, I, obviously you've, you've probably concealed your identity quite well, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you'd like to come on, I'd be I'd be happy to to have you on. I think someone messaged me the other day, like, what are the chances of you getting Vaney Index and Ross Dyer on the same the same uh, podcast episode? And uh, yeah it's uh that that would have been amazing but his tweet was uh basically a picture of twenty thousand pia crouches at nine pence uh which then rose to, to 89p uh, <laughs> giving him a a grand total of sixteen thousand pounds in the uh in the green and it was always opportunities on hashtag football index you just need to know where to look and then the the eyes emoji so so talk me through this one uh, that sounds like a brilliant trade. <laughs> so there's no difference suspicious about that at all. I mean, it's it, uh, it's, it's just absolutely quality. That the account is uh, is is so funny because it's just polar opposite to a lot of um, a lot of the index accounts are quite serious. Like we, we want to give a good advice, and then we've got this kind of stuff coming out, which is just so good. It's just hilarious, really. Yeah, I do see sometimes I see some of the comments on the posts and I'm not sure whether people get that it's meant to be a joke or not sometimes, but it kind of makes it a bit funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean so, some, of the, some of the comments are hilarious. Like uh, one of them is yet to see anything more fake and then Vaney responds with jealousy is not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dearie me, I think I think with this with this guy, like you either hate him or you love him. You either like you either just you just play to his tune. I think he's he's added me a few times on this account, and I you know like I just kind of like uh, 
like if you if you give him like a serious response and you, you're like oh stop being an idiot or whatever he's he's just gonna take you down with the probably uh probably some quite horrible messages i think uh conrad borsey said that's unbelievable and his response was was uh dm for tips <laughs> which is uh, which is which is just great. I mean, uh, looking at the account, it's it's got four hundred followers now, uh, but but it's absolutely hilarious. I think that one of his latest tweets again. I think not to make this into a veiny special, but it was breaking news: Guardiola attracts interest in Griezmann after social media plea from Man United fan Ross Dyer, fifty six, Bristol. <laughs> and it's, basically, <laughs> it's basically a picture of uh, of Ross Dyer commenting on like a Man City um to Griezmann or Griezmann to Man City article and just saying like please don't do this and uh yeah that that was uh Vaney's response 55 likes I think people like that one quite a lot but yeah Vaney if you're out there and you're listening do come on I'm, I'm getting requests all the time man and uh it would probably be one of the more, more popular shows I'd, I'd, I'd get you on with some uh some funny people that you can you can kind of talk to yeah I look forward to hearing that yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if he's actually <laughs> or not, but uh, that remains to be seen. I think. Um, yeah, I think. I think football index Twitter is is really important, though. I think you mentioned that it's it's kind of imperative to be on here. I think I've written on the Facebook football index trader group that, like, if you're not on Twitter, I don't know how you're doing it. Really, I like what what would you be doing on football index without Twitter? Yeah, I mean, I just can't see how you can possibly follow the kind of stories if you're not on Twitter because the kind of time delay they're getting like say published on say BBC website or something it's just so long that you just you know you'll lose any profit kind of thing from your play from the change of news or whatever. So I mean even like the kind of just rubbish stories that obviously aren't true which People do still jump on nonsense rumors because they expect other people to. So, any kind of story can potentially be a profit. So, people can do it without Twitter. I was actually on Twitter prior to the Football Index, but now, probably one of the most common used apps on my phone now. So, yeah, it drains so much of my battery as well. I think, uh, I, I think I've, I've, I only found the, I only found Twitter about. three or so four years ago and uh it's just not just football news news of the world like everything gets put on twitter first journalists post stuff on twitter twitter first whatever whatever news is occurring like um being in london any like suspicious like terrorist activity and stuff the only way i find out is is through twitter and then maybe 20 minutes later you get it on the bbc news app and you're like well that's quite a quite quite a bit of a delay for for something that's um for something that's so important that could be so important to your safety yeah i mean you get just the people that are actually there don't you and they'll mm. tweet something just normal people and then that'll just get retweeted and liked thousands of times and just instantly shared around so yeah it's 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 probably the best way to keep up to date but it has got a lot of a lot of rubbish on it as well so <laughs> of course of course i think um a lot of people have been posting on that Facebook group and just being like, oh, why has X player just dropped this amount? And I'm like, well, if you're on Twitter, you'd know, but also you're going to find out why they've dropped in about 20 minutes. <laughs> so that that's kind of the the, the way I uh, try and try and tell people on there. But I think they, they just need to get on Twitter, even if you're not a Twitter person. 
yeah try it because it's going to help you out so much and it's um it's 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 just essential really it's it's kind of if you had to make like a football index twitter uh, not twitter football index starter pack then that that would be it wouldn't it yeah it would definitely i mean that you want to basically just follow all the kind of news outlets no matter how much you think they talk you know spout nonsense because i mean any story can impact the player players price whether it, it whatever your opinion of certain you know newspapers are yeah, they all can play their part. So. <laughs> so sometimes I see some of the stories and I'm like, I mean, I was quite interested in sports journalism at one point during uni and, and what really pushed, uh, uh, yeah, what really kind of pushed me away from that was actually signing up to Football Index and realising how terrible some of these stories are. And it's not really journalism, it's just clickbait stuff. But I can't imagine being a journalist at one of these papers and being like, Right, right about this uh, Ronaldo to, to to China rumor. It's just like, wh- why, why do I want to do that? There's absolutely no substance behind it. There's so few people you can trust now that it's, you know, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I mean, I do feel a bit sorry for the journalists because obviously they're under a lot of pressure to get a lot of content out. So, and before everyone else, so I can just imagine it's, you know, quite a pressured job just writing just trying to come up with something new to put out on the, you know, on the Twitter feed, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, certain ones you can trust though, isn't there? There's certain yeah. ones when they tweet, think, you know, <laughs> I mean, Gianluca, Gianluca Di Marzio, I mean, uh, he, he liked one of my tweets, which is which was really cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but uh, <laughs> um, liked one of my tweets, which was basically like, fair play to Gianluca Di Marzio sticking his neck out on the line and being the first to report the Sanchez to Man U news, because a lot of people were in absolute disbelief. And I mean, I know I was at first, but, um, you know, it's it's not my opinion it's the news and you've got to follow the news when when the when the facts change your opinion has to instantly so that that's one thing to note follow the big guys i've got a got a youtube video which is top five accounts to follow on twitter for index users i think imperative to watch that if you're listening and you haven't watched that before those five guys they are staples you've got ben dinnery there who's an injury expert or, or reporter who who particularly for Premier League injuries, which are you know probably the most hyped up, he will be one of the first to report all those. Gianluca Demarzio seems to literally has fingers everywhere in 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 so many pies that he he seems to be able to report stuff straight away. And then you have got um, David Ornstein, who who one is is basically a, a you know Arsenal's voice on on social media and in, in journalism, but two, some of the responses to, uh, to his, his tweets from Arsenal fans are some of the most funny things you, you can see on Twitter. So definitely, definitely follow those guys and, uh, also follow, follow the guys that, um, the, the other ones that I've mentioned there in that video. Have you got any right. that you'd like to add there? Um, that, that you find really, really reliable. I mean, they're the main ones to be honest, but also another big point, Everyone on Twitter thinks they're reliable. So when they do tweet, you can pretty much guarantee that's going to see a significant rise. Yeah, the impact true. of them tweeting is just humongous. So yeah, I think that's that's so true. Like think think about not only the I, I talk about a lot about reliability, but also impact. Like when Sky Sports tweet, 
think about how many people see that look at their engagement rate look how many followers they have think about how many people see that how many people still think uh think of sky sports or bbc sports as the go-to people think about how many people are going to see that um story and then just buy and you need to make some money off these speculative things because even if they don't have or they're not actually as valuable as they're rising you can still make money off that which is the most important thing like even if you're like damn this guy is overpriced i know he's overpriced i know he won't return this much dividends to to warrant this price just make money off the speculation and move on you don't have to hold that player forever you just have to hold him for a couple of days to to reel in all these uh all these silly articles or depends what player it is really and then you know move on with with a tidy profit yeah definitely i mean a lot of these players anyway won't get when actually win the buzz because they won't be the big story mm. and there's so you know so many other stories <laughs> that not everyone can win the buzz so Sometimes you are better off just, you know, waiting for that rise and just getting out quick and then on to the next one, really. So for sure. It's it's about um it it's about trying to get on on the right side of these rumours, which is if you do it right, you can make yourself uh, quite a bit of money, which is which is quite important on the index. That's you know the main aim. I think Barry, I've, I've taken up a lot of your time this morning, though, and afternoon really. Actually, we, we planned to do it in the morning, but it's not really happened that way for for various reasons. Um, where can people find out more about you? Um, just go on my just follow me on Twitter at Baz underscore Coles, and if you have any questions, you just fine i'll try and help you yeah barry has been here from the start and, and you know pretty much the start of february 2016 didn't you say yeah that's right yeah so yeah he, he's been here from the start he can help you guys out um i you know anyone i've had on this show i i kind of like recommend that you follow because i've known these people on twitter for quite a significant amount of time they know the index inside out some of the other guests I've had, they can give you that alternative insight. For example, uh, Ben Denry with the injury news that came on. Um, Peter Rutzler is the the League One journalist. He might not be able. He he might not you know say X player will rise or whatever. I don't think he. he I don't think he will at all ever. But some of the articles he writes about players, I've kind of learned to value his opinion through speaking him to him. So uh, that's that's just as important. Finding journalists that are actually quite right about players that are going to be good in the future if that makes sense so those journalists that are uh, like able to analyze player performances and how good they could become are are really important because again now we are seeing that players performing in real life they you know it's reflected on the index really and then i've had the you know fancy football podcasts who got the assist on the other week who are who are also really good guys um they do a lot of like analysis uh quantitative stuff to do with um do with fantasy football and you can kind of read some of their articles and see how it links in because if they're talking about a player who's off form who could hit you know who could hit some form in the next few fixtures because they've got easy fixtures how could that correlate to the index do as much reading as you can and inform yourself as much as you can and you know, the more you read, the more opinions that you read about, it's it's going to do you a world of good, really. But yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll wrap up there again. I've I've I've, I've been in Barry's ear way too long, so uh, why, why don't you sign off? Okay, thanks so much for having me on. 
yeah, been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you uh, also for for not um, for not for not pieing me off after I, uh, I left you hanging for a few minutes. <laughs> but um, no, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I think uh, this has been quite good. Very very informative. You know, a few segments that we've had today, and obviously Barry's been going be able to give very good insights because he's been there from the very beginning. But if you have enjoyed this, please do leave a review. It will help us kind of rank this podcast together as a football index community and kind of grow the football index name out there and again subscribe and subscribe to my youtube channel and if you have any questions don't hesitate to ask my dms are always open and yeah look forward to speaking again soon and trying to give as much value to you guys via this podcast and my content thank you